Hey everybody, thanks so much for checking out this episode of the TZR Podcast where we're going to be discussing our games of the year. Uh, I just wanted to start off beforehand by letting you know there was a little bit of audio trouble with this episode. Don't worry, we have since solved this problem and it will no longer be an issue going forward. Uh, I hope that doesn't uh, interrupt your enjoyment of the show, but thanks so much for checking it out and uh, on with the show. Our podcast episode 295 i'm your host justin skirbo and today i'm joined by liz lysui what's up i'm also joined by justin chow hey and alex shock hello how are you feeling alex <laughs> not great justin why is that alex <laughs> why is that alex <laughs> first of all we're virtual let's just say that right away because maybe you can tell from the quality uh, sure. Alex also has uh, COVID. No, COVID. the uh, first one down, and it's yeah. crazy because Justin, you were surrounded, surrounded. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still wondering whether I had it. I did take a, a take home test, a take home test, an at home <laughs> test, and it was negative. But I was feeling pretty shitty, and I lost my sense of smell. And like four or five days later, the smell you ever came told back. That? Yeah, what? No, this happened. This was. Like I definitely. This was like I? two weeks ago, right? Oh, wow. Wait, like right. after your parents or like the moment that my dad got better, I had a like, but I had a feeling like it was, the heat's not working on my side of the house. So there's like literally it's just freezing outside. So I felt like I just had a cold. And then after my symptoms started like drying up, it was like that was it. And then my smell came back. So I wasn't sure, but I did take a test after I started feeling shitty and it was negative. So and that was the last take the last at home test I had. Hmm. But that was it, and I don't know, but I feel fine now. So maybe you did, but I'm glad you're in good health, Alex. You yeah, don't maybe seem. Your vaccines. Yeah, maybe. There you That's go. what I'm hoping. I'm sure they did. <laughs> but Alex, you, know, you didn't get it, or you were mild. So my sister and Arthur never had any symptoms, and they were completely fine the entire time. So well, your know. sister already had it, right? We thought again. I don't know that she did test negative at one point, and then oh, she did test positive, and then two days later was negative, and she was like. Could be the vaccine working on that this year. Yeah, I mean, the at-home being negative is not a good, yeah. like, indicator. It's like, what, like 80% accurate or something? If you're not sick enough, like, if you don't have enough of it in you, then it's yeah. going to come up negative. Yeah. So if yeah. you have mild symptoms or you're asymptomatic, it's going to come up negative. Alex, were you mild positive symptoms. via at-home or PCR or what? I found a website. That's where my voice, it might start to go as we continue here, but... Uh, I found there's a device that they're selling. They did not sponsor this podcast, but it's the tech.com. Uh, and it's a device that you can reuse. You have to buy the swabs. That's a little expensive, but it's basically an at-home test that's as accurate as PCR. Wow. Whoa, that's uh, awesome. So it's results in an hour. Okay. Um, so I took that this morning. And, uh, I mean, you don't seem that worse for wear, to be honest. You, you seem pretty okay. It was a tough day. I am I am on ibuprofen right now, so we'll see how long that lasts. Awesome. I'm on ibuprofen too, but mostly because my legs hurt, and we're going snowboarding tomorrow. So that's a thing. Oh, you're <laughs> snowboarding. <laughs> you're screwed. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be hurting, but it'll be fine. Uh, guys, this is a, a marquee podcast. I know, you know, it's uh, Janu- January 5th of the new year, 2022. Uh, we haven't had the whole crew together in the last few episodes. But now is finally our opportunity where we can take a look back at 2021 
and finally establish our games of the year, you know? Like, here we are. We might as well get it out of the way. There wasn't that much good to say about 2021 games-wise, but... uh. And, and honestly, Liz shared a list uh, earlier today of the games that are coming out in 2022, and my God. Like, wow. How are we going to do this? I th- if the world's getting back to normal this year, hopefully, right? Or is it? Who's going to have time to do all this shit? It's like yeah. 40 games. At least, like, 10 of those were big-time, important, yeah. like, can't-miss-type experiences. You know what I'm saying? Um, Very crazy. But anyway, it's not about this year whoa it's about last year so i i'll kick us off just to get us started um i played a lot of games this year uh liz you were not on the last podcast who was on the last podcast was alex on the last podcast i think okay yeah Yeah. so liz you were not on the last podcast but i managed to complete 80 games in 2021 uh, 33 of which or 30 of which were AAA games so i feel like i got a very good smattering of what this year offered and liz need i remind you there are only 52 weeks in a year mm. <laughs> well so some of those 80 games as discussed were like 20 minute to under one hour type experiences uh oh, like kinda... like half of them are uh like retro games like game boy games and things like that and they only take 20 minutes to beat certain ones yeah like, you, you ever you ever play the game Vib Ribbon for the PlayStation One? It's quite a short game. It's like four no, levels. No, I haven't. You know she. You, uh, you should play that. It's a rhythm game, and it's actually good. You should try that game. Is it twenty minutes long? Uh yeah, it's like four levels. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool. Anyway, so yeah, so I feel like I've gotten a good gauge of every type of genre or like high point that you know, as high as we can say, relatively speaking. Um, and as I look back, you know. There were obviously some games that floated to the top. Games like Returnal were pretty memorable. Games like Tales of Arise, which we discussed at length on on this podcast, um, as well as as well as a bunch of others. But the main game, Guardians of the Galaxy, was another uh, high point. Uh, but truly, the one that I think back and I'm like, what did I genuinely have the best personal experience with? was uh resident evil 8 so that is going to be my game of the year uh i'm sure not the popular opinion but in my world right i'm a fan of survival horror games been a long-term resident evil fan for quite some time uh and this new sort of revival of the genre in resident evil 7 and resident evil 8 is it was very refreshing to experience a game like that and as I thought back, I'm like, okay, well, what game was I excited for before launch? Played it, had a, a worthwhile experience, and, like, would consider playing again. And to me, that that was the game that kind of stood out among the rest. Uh, it, it was just a really exceptional title. You know, it, it took that new first-person Resident Evil formula and uh, kind of blew it out into a more Resident Evil 4-esque world. You know, you're in a village now. There's a little bit of more of open-worldly exploration kind of stuff going on. The story was great. Everyone remembers Tall Vampire Lady. She was wonderful. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was a an experience that I think in a lot of ways serviced, like, me, like, my, my personality type as a player because it, it just hit so many specific notes that resonated with me. And uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's really not much to say else beyond that, but... You know, if you're into survival horror games and you're looking for a unique kind of spooky first-person shooter experience, Resident Evil 8 is pretty much the best you're going to do this year. So, uh, that's my game of the year. What say you guys? Did any of you guys play Resident Evil? Or Go ahead, Alex. I was going to... Sorry. No, go ahead. Alex, you first. You called on you. Go for it. No, but I'm like, I'm going to change gears just a tad. So, if you want to comment on that. I, the only I remember what you watch. I remember watching you play it, and I remember you doing all of the like side. What is it? Oh, like the mercenary stuff. It's like mini, yeah, those mini game stuff. Yep. The game looked amazing. I remember like I, I remember the adaptive triggers feeling really good. But mm-hmm. honestly, I don't have too much. I don't have too much um, <clears throat> real experience with the game or anything to note other than I felt like it used the PlayStation 5's controller scheme or controller like abilities and capabilities pretty well. Um, yeah. And that that was that was pretty like that was higher in my list of priorities, right? Because the the new consoles are very new, and you want something that's like utilizing that and it's going to look good and feel good and has like sort of like modern conveniences and stuff. And in a lot of ways, that that game really delivered on that. It looked phenomenal, still looks phenomenal, and uh, and yeah, I mean, while its use of the adaptive triggers is kind of like it, it's kind of like baseline, it's like. If you're going to use adaptive triggers, it's going to react to shooting a gun, right? Like, that's yeah. that's what it is. And it does that well enough, you know? But uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, to me, it's just it's just a solid game that I feel like, you know, is respectful of that franchise's legacy. I think it's genuinely fun to play. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, was good. it was a good time. Would you call that – so that's your game of the year – are we going into also the favorite games of the year or yeah, the favorite the contenders? Yeah, I mean, I made mention to some of them. Like I said, Returnal, yeah. uh, Guardians, Tales, um, you know, Halo. Like these were all games that that resonated with me on some level. Uh, but to me, it's like if I had to pull one out, like if if I had to remove every other game that I've played this year and pull out the one that I was like this this is what I would consider to be the most significant experience that I had for Justin Skirbo, like me personally, that would be the game. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was. I, I played it that one time. You had a. You showed me like the demo. I think I mm-hmm. played, played around with it, and it was. I, I. I did really enjoy it. and It was a high quality experience. Mm. Um. I was gonna ask you where because you haven't even mentioned it takes two. Yeah. And I know. I mean, I think we all had a good experience with it, but I know you enjoyed it a lot. So, where, like, where did that rank for you? Yeah. I mean, I like when we had these discussions before. I considered that to be sort of like the. It was it was before it was announced as game of the year, but to me yeah. that that read as the logical contender for that. You know what I mean? Like the most universally acceptable quality game experience to me was It Takes right. Two. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, again, my, my sort of metric that I'm using as far as like was the game good or, or like that that would qualify for my game of the year is like uh, was I anticipating it? Did it deliver on what I was anticipating, and would I play it again? Like those, those are kind of the mm-hmm. the main things. And to me, Resident Evil fit the bill. I mean, there are other games that fit that bill. Returnal totally fit that bill. Uh, I would say like Ratchet and Clank fit that bill. But Resident Evil is like, I mean, that's that's like for me personally, like that's what I would put as my game of the year. Okay, to go on. Who wants to go next? I How mean, about? I think Alex should go. Alex. Okay, yeah. Or my voice gives out. 
<laughs> yeah. Wow. Before, uh, I think I know what your game of the year is, and so I think we should. Well, okay. So, going into like Q4, I was all ready to be like, Returnal is my game of the year. Like sealed, done. I mm. thought that was going to be it. Um, it's it, not. It, it is not because Jacob. I know, right? Uh, wonderful game. I love it. You know, I've talked about it a lot on this podcast. Divisive uh, game. Something... Divisive. Divi- game. Yeah. Divisive game. I thought it brought something really new to the table. Um, not only being a new IP, but just the gameplay and the mechanics. Uh, beautiful, the way that the music is done and the, the visuals. Like, I thought it all connected really well. Um, so e- easily top five for me. But the interesting thing is I went to the latter half of the year and, like, three more games caught my attention um just sort of out of nowhere i was not even i wasn't even close to anticipating gardens of the galaxy being a quality game and it wasn't mm-hmm. only just quality it was like i think this is a top three game like yeah. this is like a this is weirdly bizarrely good mm-hmm. um i agree I just, it really did come out of nowhere <laughs> like i got such a big kick out of that and then i i played inscription as well and loved that uh, just a unique and weird experience the same way as Undertale. Um, but, you know, I, I almost hate to do it, but I you know, my, I think my game of the year is Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. And it's such like a big... It almost feels like a cop-out because it's Halo. But yeah. I have such a special relationship with Halo. And the last couple games sucked, and I had my expectations were pretty low. Um, even start when I started playing, I was we were talking about this in the other podcast too, but like is this is this what i want is this good um i really really enjoyed that campaign um and this is even devoid of the multiplayer because i haven't even played that a lot i just i really that campaign delivered exactly what i wanted out of a halo game it kind of got back to the basics in a lot of way and really hit the hit the notes that i wanted it to um in terms of like pacing and the mechanics and the hook shot and just like all the things that you're doing in there it felt like Halo again. Um, and that was a special experience. You know, if this were another year, if the, if Halo Infinite came out in 2022, um, I anticipate things might have gone above that because I think Halo isn't a, isn't a perfect game, but I enjoyed it so much. And I, there were so many of those moments when I was playing where I was genuinely smiling or surprised at what just happened on the screen. Uh, and just feeling like a total badass. You know, I loved what Returnal brought to the table. So it's probably my number two, but I just, at, at the end of the day, like, I just really loved Halo Infinite. That's awesome. I mean, like, what, uh, what, what were the highest highs that it delivered? And what are things that, you know, like, what, what made it edge out? Is it specifically that it's, it's kind of like a game that speaks to you as a person more or like were you surprised by how it sort of like elevated the the franchise and and what it did with open worlds you know what what kind of were the standout points for you in that way yeah i mean i think it was the risks that they took and that they actually paid off because how skeptical were we all like (laughs) open world halo with like missions It, it just didn't feel right and there were certain elements that still made it feel like it's not perfect. Um, like we talked about the environments and there's, there is something to be, there's something that was lost there, 
but they really brought it all to the table and made it feel like a cohesive and complete Halo game. And the story was good. And like you followed along with it and you really felt it. Hmm. Returnal. The one thing I'd say about Eternal, like you're kind of going through the motions a lot of the game. Um, and I really enjoyed that uncovering new things and the roguelike elements of it. Mm-hmm. Halo had those moments where you're like, or you're dropping in on something and that music kicks in and you're gunning them down and you're freeing your Marines and taking out the big guys. And I don't know, it, it hit the notes that I wanted it to. And it, it like, it's one of those games where you think about playing it when you're not playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, uh, I don't know, it connected with me again. And not all games do that even even really high quality games that you play, you're like, I appreciate this game and all that it's done. Um, maybe sort of like Last of Us 2 in a lot of ways for me personally, where it's like, I sort of know what I'm getting here, but that I really enjoy that all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever Halo did, whatever mixture of action and dialogue and story uh, mechanics, like it all worked for me. Uh, and I think that really hit the mark on top of all the expectations and hype that they had. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really an accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, you, you make a really good point. I think probably the, the most difficult thing that that game had to do was compete against people's expectations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I feel like everybody kind of like, I mean, in a lot of ways, like, like you said, we were kind of dogging on it for a minute. Like, Oh, like I don't think they're getting it. Like it's going to be lost or something, you know, but yeah, I'm uh, glad we did. Honestly, it, it made, it made its rise to glory that much more significant. Right. <laughs> you know, cause we're all like, Oh no, they're, they're blowing it. They're blowing it. And then they didn't blow it. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Uh, it, it would probably, it is a, a huge shame that it's not co-op. Um, there's a few things that I would probably change in the game too. Uh, so it's like, it has its detractors, but you know, at the end of the day, I was just surprised at how much that, that I enjoyed that. And yeah, I, don't, I just, I don't think anything else put it that, you know, and nothing else really touched me like that. Like yeah. Halo Infinite did. It's a solid, respectable choice. I, uh, I approve. I approve. Not, not exactly a surprise. <laughs> Not like uh, I'd love to give it to the little guy or something, but damn it, it was just a good game. They just, yeah, they, they they pushed the right buttons. Yeah. Also, hearing hearing you talk at length right now, like your voice sounds crazy right now. Dude. <laughs> it really <laughs> does. Like it I know. It's it's, it's cool. Hard. You know what? This, it, this is going to be an interesting timestamp because you'll be like, "Hey, remember that one time I have COVID? Oh yeah, I can listen to myself." <laughs> what a good point. And you I, know? I ran out of tea. Oh, I have a little bit, but. Yeah, my, my throat is like... I'm sorry to blow up your spot. It's just like... It's totally fine. The whole time I'm like, who is this guy? I'm sure I was weirder. thinking it, and Justin, you just like, listen, I don't want to be an asshole, but... I'm powering through this right now. You do great. I, I'm proud You're of doing you. You're doing great. I'm very proud of you. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's save... <laughs> <laughs> Let's save the rest of Alex's voice. Uh, Liz, why don't you take it away? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll do mine. Um, I feel like I did not play 80 games this year. <laughs> like, How many did you play? Uh, <laughs> probably like, I don't know. What is Five? Maybe like 10. Wow. Okay. Probably on the high end. 
you know, whatever, man. It's not everybody can have a baby. <laughs> Listen, I'm just competing with myself over here. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Just what please I'm doing. leave the podcast now. <laughs> uh, I failed. Uh. So, um, so I I don't have too much. I didn't get to play Guardians. Like it's on the list of things to play, but also like I just kind of felt like even the games that came out, they they just weren't kind of throwaway. Yeah, they weren't even like even the games that were good, like even like you know Deathloop and like Resident Evil and Returnal, like none of those yeah, are like awesome, games didn't have that, that I would play. I forgot to mention yeah. Deathloop. Deathloop was great. I like in retrospect, I really liked it. I probably would not play it again. That that's that's the trade off. After I beat Halo, I think I'm going to jump to Deathloop. You should. Try I like it. that idea, Alex, but I don't have much time seeing that list that Liz. But anyway, continue, Liz. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> continue. <laughs> it's going to be quick. I'm sorry. So yeah, so I didn't I didn't play too many of those games. Probably the my you know sort of favorite games I played this year. Um, I have been enjoying Tales. We've talked about it a lot. <laughs> We've talked yeah. about Tales a lot. I don't know. You know, it, it wouldn't take my top spot. I don't think it does a lot of things really well. But like, I'm not super invested in the story. I don't think. To, I don't I don't like from what I heard from you guys you weren't also were not <laughs> overwhelmingly impressed with it. Um I, it's feels good. like an it's a good concept. Yeah. It's it, but it's just so like sometimes it's so JRPG and like <laughs> I think the game it does a lot right, but I don't know if the story is necessarily the, the draw. For yeah. That game. Right. Yeah. The mechanics are great, like the systems, the way it's built out, like the world, the design, all that is great. The combat the story is like kind of very sort of generic. These, you know, this man and this woman are meant for each other, and yeah, they're gonna to, save the world. So. To, me, to me, that game fell into like you know, if I just feel like playing a JRPG, right? Yeah, it's right. like so, sometimes you just want to watch a Michael Bay movie. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like, so sometimes I just want to, you know, save the world with the power of friendship. Okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> it totally like scratches that itch for me, and like that's a, that's like the type of game. That like you know only a few of those came out this year that would like a hundred percent pull me in, and right. um, you know I know we dog on it takes two <laughs> being game of the year but but it was good we had a really good time with it when it we came did. out the book is terrible we're gonna mention it every time we talk about it <laughs> the story's terrible God the book is terrible but the gameplay was really fun they were doing something you know a little animated a little different it was surprisingly like challenging and and uh changing over the course of the game you know mm -hmm. like it wasn't the same every level you got a new ability and it kept the game fresh it kept the puzzles fresh and so even though it was like it was pretty long right it was like 20 or 30 hours or something right so, something like that yeah yeah and You're you definitely right. with somebody the game was super hard I, I played with alex like you know we weren't even in the same room but we still found the time to go through that entire game together um you know, because there's no way I can get Jason to play that with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think my favorite game was probably Kana. I think that was probably my game wow. of the year. Yeah. Good pick. That's so, a solid pick. It's, yeah, I really, you know, it doesn't do, it does everything it's doing very well. It doesn't do anything incredible. It's not like giving you something totally new and whatever, but it's exactly the kind of game I want to play. It looks like a Pixar movie. It mm -hmm. looks like a like beautiful, um, and it you know fucking love 
Disney and Pixar shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so right away, it like comes out, and I was just like, okay, that's a game I'm gonna play. I don't really, I don't even really care what happens next. I'm gonna play that game. And then it turns out it, you know, it was fun. I it was also totally collectathon. Which I yeah. <laughs> so I, I collected all the hats for all the little uh, rot, all, the, all the rot that um, that you could get. I collected every chest. I did, you know, everything. I didn't mean I did platinum at like Scurbo, but I played that game a lot and it was hard to find time to play games this year, you know, with having a baby. Like, I, especially in the first half of the year, I was pregnant and I was having a hard time playing games just because I was so sick. Um, so, but that was something that I really made time for, I think more than other games, any anything else that came out this year. And, you know what? I had a good time with the combat. I liked the mechanics, I liked the leveling up system. Like everything about it was just polished and well done. And it's not, uh, you know. And I hope they kind of keep going with it. I don't, I, I don't know that that necessarily means like they have to use the same IP or if they, you know, take the game, uh, you know, make another similar game, but sort of build on what they've already started. I think it was a really good first game for yeah. that studio. And Ember Labs, um, yeah, debut yeah, title. I will definitely be playing whatever whatever next for them, whether or not it's uh, a two or a new new IP, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it was really an awesome game. I, w- I was also very surprised by how, like, competent the combat is. And especially, especially later in the game, like, some of the bosses, I remember there was one, uh, one yeah. of the guys that's wearing a mask uh, near the end. And it's, like, legit a really hard boss fight. And yeah. I, I remember, oh, like... Hard. Yeah, I remember getting there and being like, okay, like, okay game. <laughs> like, I I, I judged it on the face too fast, and then it surprised <laughs> me, you know? It's actually challenging. And for some reason, I feel like, I don't know if this is going to make me sound really old, but I feel like games today, like, <laughs> are not, they, it's hard to hit that right level of challenging in a game. Like, I feel like games are either from software game where it's meant to just be like really punishing and you're going to die a lot like that sort of style of like we're making a hard game or you know it's kind of something that you're sort of just walking through and like going through the motions and there's not you know everything all the like discoverable stuff in video games you can just look up now so it's like it takes away that whole level of difficulty kind of away from a game so they have to find that challenge somewhere else and you, you know it has to be somehow in like the combat or the puzzles or something and i feel like it's a lot of games don't hit that at the right level like they it's usually too simple and then you just kind of feel like you're going through the motions and there's mm-hmm. no real challenge to it but i was yeah then end game bosses were really hard that was yeah. weirdly hard yeah, yeah. The, the final boss i Last think was boss. it kind of that sort of exists in its own thing but like the the bosses right per, like preceding right. that were i think boss, it made the the cardinal sin of all of a sudden, we're going to give you this final boss battle that has is completely different. Yeah, here's from... a new mechanic that we're not going to explain to you. And, yeah, and if you so... screw it up once, then you're dead. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what? So that, I was not impressed by. But the other, you know, boss battles right before that, I thought, were, were right at that level. Yeah, I think what most excited me about Kena um, is that it was a, the studio's first game. Um, I think it was very high quality for, like, their first foray. Mm-hmm. into it and mm-hmm. i think you put it well where it's like they do a lot of things good but you know it didn't it didn't hit all of the marks 
Uh, but there was a lot of heart there, a lot of good ideas. Um, I'm really excited for like Kana 2 or whatever they do right. next. Exactly. I think they learn from this uh, because there's so many, there's so many things I think they just need that extra little refinement and it would make it wonderful. But mm -hmm. it's not quite there, but it was still a really good experience and absolutely for a first time game in, you know, we weren't expecting a whole lot out of it, you know, especially it was yeah. a $30 mm -hmm. game, something like that. Yeah. yeah. 40, I think. Should I? Maybe 40. Would you recommend me? I I had really no interest in playing this, but should I play this game? Like, I, should I? Should you play this as game of the year? Is that what you're asking? I, yeah. Should I? I, I, I mean, would recommend sounds, it. You made it sound really good. <laughs> it is. It's very, this, this is almost going to sound negative, but it's like very competent just yeah. in yeah. every sort of aspect. It, like, this is going to, this might sound like, disparaging but it's but it's not really it's like it reminds me a lot of like ps2 era collectathony yeah, type yeah. things like third yes. person action games like you yeah. know your your jack and daxters your sly coopers <laughs> some something in that yeah. yeah yeah maybe not quite as collectathony as that like i think it's more combat focused than that but yeah. but yeah um yeah but it, it's like, the, like it's the matured version of that you know you remember the game that came out last year, um, Immortals Phoenix Rising, and how we were like, we all played it, and it was like, okay. We were like, it does a lot of things well. It's not doing anything great. It, it kind of is like that, but better. Yeah. <laughs> like, the way that we all played that game, we're like, okay, this is something to play. Is this competent? Except the story is way better. <laughs> like, all the acting in the story is way better. Um, and it's much more like concise. Yeah. So that one was too big. It had so much going on. It was that one had the Ubisoft treatment. It did. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it though, <laughs> but yeah. I don't need that open world. But I, th I, right I think that's a decent much, comparison yeah, to Kana less, though. Uh, a lot less question marks. Yeah, it's <laughs> a decent comparison there. to Kana though because it's like whereas that game is like you know it's 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 aping a certain formula. You know what I mean, but doing it well, right? Yep. Uh, Kana is the same thing. It's like you've you've played a dozen games like Kana, but Kana just happens to do that really well, and it's wrapped in this very Disney esque aesthetic, which is like yeah, it's it's very nice to look at, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and and like I said, surprisingly uh, complex and and difficult at times. Uh, it takes a little while to get there, but it's good. I I think that's a very respectable yeah. pick, Liz. Yeah, I agree with you. Thank you for saying that my taste in games is okay. <laughs> it's okay. We're all Carry on. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that leaves us with Justin. Hit us okay, with your so, game of the year. Well, I'm gonna list a few games that like kind of impacted me this year. Uh, and Liz, uh, wholeheartedly, exactly, pretty much the same thing. I feel like I didn't play anything, especially for somebody who's on a video game podcast. I feel like I've done this year pretty or last year pretty poorly as far as like the games that i did play but i will say that there are a few games that really do stick out um so in no particular order and i'll pick out which one's my favorite after kind of going through them uh i would say one one that really impressed me that i had never really jumped into before i've never played this game before ratchet and clank came out and then i never played a ratchet and clank game beforehand but as far as the ps5 graphics and as far as like the gameplay elements and like what this game was it's very all it is it's like a very tight very polished you know platformer adventure kind of game and it was it was honestly a lot of fun and somebody who's not ever played a ratchet and clank game i can understand why this game would be a lot of fun i've not played a platformer like this probably since the ps2 eras honestly mm -hmm. i've not been into it after like i mean 
we're uh, just talking about PlayStation. I mean, not PlayStation. If we're talking about platformers in general, it's like playing Super Mario Odyssey reminded me that I had not played a Super Mario game since 64 with any real seriousness. You know what I mean? So like, that's how far back in my platforming career I've been. But uh, Ratchet and Clank was a lot of fun. Um, another one that really impressed me this year was uh, Forza Horizon 5. <clears throat> um, so I've never really played any of the Horizon games beforehand. And Justin, because of your high praises of all the other ones before before it, I was like, I'm, it's not like really a racing sim. It's like, why am I taking a Lamborghini off-road? This doesn't really make sense. <laughs> totally wrong. Totally wrong. Like, I started, I jumped into that game, and that game locked down a solid, like, 30 or 40 hours of my time just from, hey, I just want to jump in and, like, play around with something for, like, mm -hmm. an hour. I have an hour to kill. Let's do a couple of races. Like, no pressure it's just a giant party in this game and you get to pick from a bunch of different cars that look absolutely outstanding i even spent time to read into the tune-ups and the mods that you can add into the cars and like started like customizing the colors and then bidding on i got really deep you can bid on yeah. like customizations that people do to their cars and i'm like why am i doing this and spending my money on this it seems so stupid you can get the warthog in that game too which is hilarious um, so Horizon was a lot of fun. I really, really, really enjoyed that. That game is absolutely beautiful. Um, and the cars are really nice. Uh, so a, a weird game that I think was more of a 2020 game, but I replayed this year and found myself falling back in love with it. Dark Souls was a game that I, I'd never finished beforehand, and I started a new character, and there's something about the ambiance of that game and the difficulty. First Dark Souls or Demon Souls? Sorry, Demon Souls. Excuse yeah. me, Demon Souls uh, on the PlayStation Five. Like the the remake is so nice. It's so beautiful, and all of, like the the little like uh, small little additions that they've made to the game to make things a little bit easier or snappier or like you know kind of play better works very well. Um, the game is exactly like very similar to how I remember it from the original PlayStation Three. So. That was a lot of fun, but I, I mean, Justin, you know that I have like a, a deep love for the the Souls franchise, and Demon Souls was like it's just the it's the new new old stuff, and it's it's nostalgia with the PlayStation Five, you know, uh, potential. So that felt fantastic. Um, and then, of course, I will go into Halo. Uh, that's game. That's a game that I've uh, like very few games this year have really held my attention for like long periods of time, like. Guardians of the Galaxy, because of your reviews so far, makes me want to jump back into that game. But I played that for maybe like four or five hours, and I just dropped off of it. I'm not really sure what happened. Um, but So I can't really talk much on that. But Halo, like Halo has me coming back and like finding time to play Halo. Like playing games till like 2, 3 in the morning kind of thing. Like I have not felt that in a long time. It's not even the multiplayer. It's like this uh, right. Breath of the Wild type of experience where you can jump in and like, there's an entire world to explore and a lot of these like cool hidden gems to find. And like, I, there are some gripes that I have about Halo, obviously from the sameness from all the missions to, you know, some immersion breaking elements, like the Marines not really having any <laughs> real, like you have one character who is like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to save this guy's ass. But then I just say going to him, going to save him, you save like three or four Marines. They jump in your Warthog. They die. Don't worry about them because this guy matters to Master Chief more so than any of the guys that you saved along in the world. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. How, 
Yeah. How many times did you summon a warthog and it landed on a? Dude, so many times. <laughs> Sometimes I would try to push them out of the way first. So yeah. That I have like a weird relationship with all NPCs in video games, and this one particularly really like kind of broke me a few times. Um, I won't go into it because we've gone been, gone into it beforehand. It's just. It's weird how Master Chief decides to value life differently between like the guy that you drop the warthog on and the guy that you're going into the underbelly of the, the sinister villain's lair to save, you know? I mean, that's like a video game syndrome, right? It's like when you play any Uncharted game, Nathan Drake, like yeah. the most charming mass murderer you'll ever meet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's just something about it. I really wish it was a little bit more self-conscious of that, you know? Yeah, um, self-aware. Yeah, but uh, I will say that Halo has been phenomenal, and I've not been drawn to a game this year like Halo. Um, yeah. Like, quite seriously, I have not. Um, and then, um, let me see. And then I think the other one was really just It Takes Two. I mean, I, I played it alongside with my sister and Arthur. We would take turns, and as we went through that, it was very charming. It was a lot of fun. I don't think it deserved Game of the Year. I'm sorry, but... At the same time, like it was a fun, you know, um, cooperative couch co-op, you know, bite-sized kind of game, and that was interesting to me. Can I throw a curveball your way? Yeah. What about um, Mario Party? Ooh, wow! Mario Party is great. <laughs> I really enjoyed Mario Party a lot because I know you I got a lot of you got a lot of legs out of that. Ooh, that came out, and I we invited. Oh man, that was a lot of yeah. That's a Mario Party. <laughs> Because like something about Mario Party too, it's like yeah, whenever when that came out, I, I was playing that. We were playing that almost every day, yeah. Just because we wanted to try out all the boards. I I will say that I wish they had more variations in boards, and, and it's supposed to be like an amalgamation or like a, a culmination of all of these different Mario Party games in one, right? With all the Mario Party like side games, but um, yeah, that that would be up there too. But out of all of these games that I mentioned, I would probably say my absolute favorite for the year would have to go to Halo. Like, honestly, I mean, my expectations for it were very low. Jumping into it, there was a few moments in this game that really did, like, get me. Like, some right. cinematic scenes and some, like, lines. They got Master Chief's, like, deadpan, you know, personality very well. Um, and at the point where, like, he actually starts to break and start to show some level of humanistic, like, some human side to him. It impacted me so much. I was like, for some reason, I felt like this should probably not be here, but it feels so good to see an evolution in Halo, in Master Chief's like character and his nature that felt very, you know, good to me. I didn't play Halo Five. <laughs> I didn't play Halo Four, so I didn't really understand where any of this story was coming from. But from all the things that I've read and watched about Halo Five, uh, Halo Infinite. It sounds like none of those really matter because they basically just scoop that away and they were like, okay, so this is what the setting is now. Um, so that was fine. But uh, I would have to, I would probably have to give it to Halo. I mean, overall, uh, it, it just by adding the grapple hook and the slide, does that game feel like no other game? Even mm -hmm. Apex. Like, I mean, Apex, unless you're playing Pathfinder, but like <laughs> nothing like this, you know, with a world that's so much fun to explore. The Banshee sucks, but that's fine. Overall, it was very fun game. I'm very close to beating it. I'm about to beat it. I will beat it soon. Yeah. You, you bring up a good point about it uh, that I, I don't think we've talked about yet regarding the story where, you know, uh, Halo 4 and Halo 5, I mean, even, like, I, I did play those games, and I can't tell you a single thing about what happened in the story matter. and whatever. 
but yeah, but when you walk into Halo Infinite, it welcomes you with open arms. It's it's so easy to fold yourself into that story and care about the play the characters and and understand what's going on on like a high level and on a deep level. You know what I mean? It's yeah. uh, it's really great, and that definitely you know. I would say it was one of the high points that that gets its claws into you pretty quickly. Three four think... three. Fi- oh, sorry, Alex. I was no, about to say just. I think this is like the one thing three four three did right so far. Like, I can actually say that I actually like this game. <laughs> I I think it's just so important with Halo games to nail Master Chief. Yeah. Like just nail to him. let you feel because you got to nail him. Just nail him. Just to let you feel like a badass. And you didn't get that in the last, yeah, in the last two games, mm-hmm. um, as much. And a, a lot of that, like, a lot of that's pacing and action and what the situations they put you in. But uh, Chow, just like you were saying, they they give him these moments, and it's not like he's emoting a lot. No. But it, it's in the way, even just his body language and what he doesn't say and how he interacts with the, the Cortana thing. It's like. It's just you can see it there, but you still it feels genuine. Yeah. And he's just a he's just a hero. Like sometimes you're just like sometimes you want to play a game where you heal with a you save the world with the power of friendship. Sometimes you just gotta be uh you against the world, mm. you know, badass that's throwing sticky run. grenades, you know, the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> there were there were two moments that were really impactful. I I not sure if you guys remember this, but like the moment that Master Chief took a knee next to that guy to like kind of like get on his level i was like whoa i don't know why this is affecting me so much but i'm like borderline tears right now and then the second time was when he like betrayed i mean i don't know these are heavy spoilers but i guess we're here now he betrayed uh his uh which one the cortana light the new cortana whatever Mm -hmm. they were calling her weapon oh yeah Yeah, right when there was like and i was like whoa what is happening here i want to understand the motives but at that point i was like you're Halo, you're pulling me along, man. I'm here for the story. Let's go. I'm I'm down. Yeah. Give me more. Um, yeah, it was very very effective in that way. I think they did such a good job of showing him next to a human, and yeah. like you see how solid and huge and heavy he is, like yeah. his footsteps and everything. Um, I don't. Know. Yeah, I just those are all great points. Like it's a good game. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I would say overall this year didn't there. The volume of quality games was far less than what we're used to. And Alex, I think you said this on a previous podcast where I think it it was this, well, 2021. 2021 was the year that we really felt the effects of the pushbacks from COVID, right? Like every everything that was going to happen got pushed into 2022. So this year felt, or 2021 felt considerably more light than normal. And now staring down the barrel of 2022, it's like, holy shit. Like, there's, you know, it's going to, like, I would say the Game of the Year discussion that happened at, like, the Game Awards was kind of like, you could give it to any one of these people and and everyone's just going to be like, eh, okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I think there's going to be some fierce competition uh, at this year's. I mean, we're talking about new God of War, new Horizon. Oh, my God. New Zelda. New uh, like? Do you think New Zelda's coming? No. They. I mean, the the last they said was it was going to come out in 2022. So, my God. I mean, the Tokyo game Hogwarts. Like, oh all yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh my God, I totally it, forgot about that too. It, there's a, a series of bangers on the way. <laughs> so, isn't, also, isn't 
Halo Infinite. Technic wouldn't won't that be for this year's awards? I suppose it would be. Yeah. Yeah. So I I feel like it's it's not going um, to. I I think they released it at the right time because I think going against all of these other ones is you're not guaranteeing a win. You know what I mean? So like if you cut half of those games out, which is probably what happened, and you put them in 2021, you have two great years of gaming. Yeah. But now <laughs> it's all going to be all... shoved. Yeah. yeah. And there's going to be delays and pushbacks. I doubt we see Hogwarts personally. I'm really yeah, I mean, I think I think Zelda gets pushed out to next year too. Probably. If Zelda comes out, that's going to be a that's going to be a big problem. I'm going to lose myself for weeks in it's that fine. game. I feel it's, like sometimes uh, it's worth it, you know? <laughs> Some games makes it worth it. Yeah, that's true. If uh if there are games that come out in quick succession, sh- should we try to divide and conquer and talk about separate games or like are we going to be attacking all the same games again i think we're gonna i i feel like the games i'm playing are not gonna line up with the games that you guys are playing yeah like, i'm gonna play horizon <laughs> I'm, not gonna play. I, I'm going Elden to Ring. i'm going to play horizon now as well liz i don't think any, i told any of you guys but i i finished and platinumed horizon zero dawn last night. oh nice Ooh. yep and nice. I did all of the DLC, all of the Frozen Wild stuff, which was actually very good. Like I heard it was great. Yeah, like I didn't they, they added so many new weapons, and the new weapons are so cool. Like they are, like yeah. you know, you're using bows and all this other stuff. Like they essentially give you guns. <laughs> like like well, it's like magic wands and shit. But like it's and like it's, flamethrower, like ice flamethrower. Oh my god, it's so cool! The one with the ice cannon. There's one that like it blows like ice that freezes them, and then you fire this giant ice spike. It's so sick. Um, but yeah, that that game made some uh, some impressions on me. But yeah, hara- dude, Elden Ring. So you're gonna we play that over Elden Ring. I'm gonna play everything. I'm gonna kill myself. Like it's, it's okay. I'm go- I'm going to melt my brain and. That's what's gonna happen. So I mean, there's not enough time. I would love to, personally, love to play games alongside you guys when possible. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's just fun. It's good for discussion as well. But yeah. there's just gonna be so much that comes out this year that who knows what's gonna happen. See, this is when my I go into this weird mode where it's like, okay, Sifu comes out, and I have one week to beat Sifu before Elden Ring comes out. <laughs> like, that's all I'm doing is like my my I mean, laser sights are on, and that's what's happening. You know. Starting to get the impression that Seafood might be kind of a short game, which I'm is fine. I'm all about it. I'm all yeah, about right, it. Right, which is fine. So I think 40 bucks. that's that, yeah, the price and I don't know. I'm just getting the vibe that it might be kind of short, which is, which again, it's fine. But I, I think we could probably hit that in a week. I think, re, like, realistically speaking, I know $40 seems like a sort of like, whoa kind of number, but I feel like that's going to be the new cost of let's say high quality indie games i mean that was mm. kana sifu solar ash that i just played like that seems like that's the price point that high quality indie games are, are coming in at yeah i mean if games are going to move to 70 yeah exactly exactly indie games got to move up from 20 <laughs> yeah yeah all right well uh, I, th- I think this might be a good place for us to wrap solid game of the year discussion everybody uh mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what comes in the next year. Uh, But yeah, we'll likely be back probably remote again next week. So yeah, guys, one of these, one of these weeks we'll get it back, but yes. In the meantime, Alex, I'm coming to your house to drop off your (laughs) gift and Liz, I'm coming to your house to drop off your gift. And that's that. I didn't get another gift for Jason. Sorry. (laughs) He got his gift. I do that. (laughs) I just drop it in your mailbox. 
I guess. All right, Liz, I want to see you when I give no, it to you. Oh, yeah. There's Alex, somebody... I want to see you when I give it to you. Yeah. I'll FaceTime I, you I from your... your parking lot. <laughs> I got gifts for all you guys. I got one for Allie, too. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I got everything. for Allie, too. All right, then maybe we'll wait. Alex, heal up. What are you doing? I, wait, you got gifts for I feel Allie? like some of my gifts need some, like, you know, I got to... Okay, I got You got to do a little dance or something. Field explanation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do have I'm one not... of those. Actually, I, yeah, I want to have it in person. So, all right, we'll yeah. wait. Well, gra- I granted, I gave Justin's in person, so that, that's the thing. Yeah, it doesn't have to be all together because it see if we can make that work. But yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but in the meantime, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, remember, you can check out the podcast on Spotify or all other places where podcasts are available. You can leave us voicemails at anchor.fm slash tzrpodcast. And uh, if you want to email us, you can reach us at tzrpodcast dot, uh, at gmail.com. In the meantime, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Justin. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Justin. Oh, uh, my God. Wow. <laughs> if you all saw this video chat, Alex somehow magically put a fedora on his head. That's <laughs> and, I, and I tipped it. And he tipped it. Fantastic. Uh, thank you, everybody. And we'll catch you next week. Bye.